0: Hello people of the internet. What are we game theory? <laughs> Is that what he says? Yes. God damn it. I don't know. I don't watch game theory.
1: Well, that's your own fault.
0: Fucking fine. Hello people of the fuck-a-verse. <laughs> you are here listening to us talk, ramble. Ramble
1: about sp- spew bullshit stuff.
0: about out of our mouth. Yes. So we are recording on a new piece of gear, a rather lovely little field recorder that I happen to have obtained. Yes. And we are using this podcast as somewhat of a test of it. Yes. And we'll see how it goes.
1: I hope there's an SD card in that.
0: (laughs) There is indeed.
1: Hey, we didn't fuck up for once. That's a surprise. I'm sure this will end horribly then.
0: Oh, also, I haven't set any of the settings on this, so I don't know if it's recording at 48 or 44.1 or well, 16 or 24-bit. I have no idea. It's just recording, so. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Watch. <laughs> this fucking file is going to be like two gigs.
1: Jesus, yeah. It probably will be.
0: <sighs> All right, Hi, so. Hi, Kat. Hi, Ooh. Molly.
1: She's rubbing up against the rack, and now she's. Oh, my God.
0: Is she going to go in the back? Yes. Hey. Yeah. Fuck out. Go. Go
1: on. <laughs> and there goes a the cat. <laughs> God damn it. <clears throat> okay, so what did we do tonight? We saw a movie. What movie? Annihilation. Yes, yes, we did. Yes.
0: So we talked a little bit about Annihilation already. Yes. Uh, the fact that uh, Netflix bought it, but it's still airing in or premiering in theaters in the in, U.S., in the US. In the rest of the world, not so much. No, nope, so it's
1: on Netflix in the rest of the world. No, it's not. No, it's not. No,
0: Francisco doesn't have it.
1: Oh, for those well, who do maybe... not
0: know, Francisco is in Portugal. Yeah, and well, he does not have it.
1: So. Well, I mean, he's in Portugal. Portugal doesn't have anything. <laughs> they're just they're just little Spain. Yeah, yeah they're Spain's <laughs> tiny retarded cousin. Yes, um, but anyway, so yeah, I so, guess it's not on Netflix. In the rest of the world no, yet
0: I, I don't know when it's gonna show up on Netflix. I thought it was gonna be the same time. Like same. It opens in theaters here and then goes live on Netflix and the rest of the world. Yeah. Apparently not.
1: So much for uh, you know, research that I did on it.
0: <laughs> All right, so we saw it in theaters. Yes. We just came back from it. Yes. Um do you wanna talk a little bit about the annoyance of finding it in a theater?
1: Uh we can we can briefly touch on that cuz I think it's rather important as to why it was a less preferential viewing experience. It wasn't bad. It wasn't it, bad. No, in all but like we had a different preference in mind. Yes.
0: Okay. Well, just very briefly, uh AMC has their Dolby theaters yep, the, which are good theaters. Uh Francisco and I saw Wonder Woman in it, and yep. what did you and I see? Blade Runner. Yeah, we saw Blade Runner in it, which was fantastic. Oh,
1: my God. The fucking sound, and that was amazing yeah. on that. And,
0: and there are a few different theaters that I sort of bounce around to, depending. So yeah. uh, the Dolby Theater is is one of the good theaters, and yep. then you have uh, fucking Harkins Cine Capri. Is that what it's called? Yes, yeah, Cine Capri. The Cine Capri is decent. Not as good as the Dolby Theater, in my opinion. Mm, no.
1: And then here we have actual 70 millimeter projected film. Well, not every movie. It,
0: like they, they. Pro- yeah, it's okay, not every it's, movie. It's a true IMAX screen, so it's yes. not one of those bullshit IMAXs that you see at every fucking Harkins. It's yeah. a real IMAX screen. Or AMC.
1: AMC has the bullshit ones. That's true. So as well,
0: the real IMAX screen. Basically, what makes it a real IMAX screen is the aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. It's actually taller than it is wide. Right. So you'll know when you're in a real one. Mm-hmm. The the basic sort of ghetto IMAX screens are basically they took over a normal theater and they moved the screen closer. Yep. That does not count. <laughs> uh, they do have an upgraded sound system in those, but still. So basically three places I like to see movies. The AMC Dolby Theater, yep. the Harkin and Capri, and the, and the IMAX, the IMAX screen. The real IMAX screen. Yes. Uh, Annihilation was not playing On any of those Because fuck you Disney yep. Disney had to push every movie Out of all of the good screens I mean the, the theater that we Saw it in um, the AMC Yep. Uh, Black Panther was on the Dolby Screen Black Panther is in the Sine Capri At Harkins God damn Black, it, Panther Kat, Black Panther is playing Black Panther is playing on both of the Real IMAX screens yep. it's one theater That has two screens Black Panther was playing on both. Black Panther was also playing on the fake bullshit IMAX screens. And Black Panther was playing in the 3D theaters. Mm -hmm. So literally every movie that isn't Black Panther was just pushed aside and put in all of the the lower end shitty theaters. Shoebox
1: theaters as we like to
0: call them. Well, the one we saw it in wasn't a shoebox theater. It was not.
1: No, I don't think. The one I
0: saw all the money in the world in, that was a fucking shoebox theater.
1: I think AMC's better about not having as many shoebox uh, theaters than uh, Harkins.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll, I but, mean, we saw it in a decent yeah. screen, to be we, honest. Yeah, I we don't, just saw it in I don't have screen. much to complain about. It's just, like, Disney keeps doing this to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There are movies that I want to watch that aren't fucking Disney movies, and I want to see them on a good screen, but I never can. Mm-hmm. And it, piss- it just beyond pisses me off. Oh, it's yeah. always a fucking Disney movie taking up all of the good screens. I think always. We,
1: yeah, I think we brought up the whole thing with Hateful Eight before. Yeah, we did. Where uh, basically Tarantino was doing his roadshow thing and there was a specific theater that he wanted to show it in that I guess he had history with. Yeah. I I forget
0: what theater it is, but it's an old theater with film projection, and it was one of his favorite theaters, and he had always dreamed of premiering a movie there, and so he had a contract with that theater to premiere Hateful Eight there, but then Mm -hmm. Disney stepped in and said, you're going to violate your contract with Tarantino, and you're going to play our movie instead, because if you don't, you won't get any more of our movies. Mm -hmm. So they basically- They bullied um, them. They bullied them, blackmail, extortion, whatever you want to call it, all of the above. And that's Disney for you. That's Disney as a company. So, ah, that aside, that is not what we're here to discuss. It was just, I had grievances that I needed to
1: air. Yes. What we're really here to discuss is our thoughts on the film. Yes, Annihilation. Annihilation. Not so, Hateful Eight. We'll save that for
0: another time. <laughs> yeah, which is a good movie. Go see yes. Hateful Eight if you have not. But no, we're here talking about Annihilation. Yes. So you've seen it twice now, right? Yes. So why don't you tell
1: me what you think of it first? Uh, I think I liked it better the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's because I hadn't collected all my thoughts on it yet. Uh, on my second viewing, I did find a few more problems with it than I did on the first viewing.
0: Well, like what? Let's let's uh, get into it. Oh, by the way, I don't give a fuck about spoilers. So, if you care about spoilers, then I guess don't listen because we're going to have an actual intelligent conversation about this movie yes. which requires spoilers.
1: Yes. Uh one of the main things I noticed right off the bat was the uh the psychologist character and the actress who played her was not very good. No. Her that, dialogue okay. and her actions that, were very
0: stilted. She got better as it went on, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at the beginning of the movie,
1: I was watching her and I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> there was ha- a comment you made that was perfect. Well, what it, was it? I don't.
0: It was something to do with something that she said. I just jumped off of it. I don't mm, remember. Yeah. But
1: like her acting
0: in the beginning was so the best I can describe is like Edgelord, mm, where it's yeah. like dark and mysterious and i have plans that nobody knows about mm-hmm. you know she's always she's never like looking at anybody she's always looking at
1: something else or fiddling with her oh, fingers yeah. she's or- always messing with her fingers that really started to get on my nerves
0: yeah because it's i want to call it a stereotype kind of you know mm-hmm. that that character that's just too cool for school you yeah. know what i mean who's the, the character who's like yeah i'm dark and mysterious and I'm badass mm-hmm. Oh. You're here. Mm. (laughs) Like that kind of character.
1: Yeah, and that, going into it in the beginning, that was pretty much her character. She did evolve, and I think, or at least her acting skills evolved. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because at uh, the beginning,
0: I don't even know how you direct somebody to give that performance. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Well, Alex Garland did it, so. Yeah, well,
1: mm, yes. mm. We may (laughs) talk about that in a bit. Mm.
0: But... So yeah, that's one thing. Yeah, that what was else? one
1: thing that jumped off. Uh, I realizing now that this movie's like an hour and forty something minutes long. Um, the yeah, something like that. Yeah, the uh, it, it felt well, much you, longer the you, first time I if saw it. If you
0: subtract the credits, yeah, because if you watch the credits, that, that's the thing about running times. I don't think we've ever discussed this before. Probably but, not. Run times include the credits and a lot of times credits can go on for 10, 15 or 20 fucking
1: minutes. So, Lord of the Rings. Oh, Lord of the Rings goes on for literally half an hour. Yep. Especially the special extended edition or whatever they call it. Yeah. Uh, but
0: so credits are always included in the main running time of the movie. So if you subtract the credits from this movie, it runs about hour 40, hour 45 something like
1: that. Yeah. The first time I watched it, it felt a lot longer. But being aware of the running time of it, it, the pacing issues really started to come out, I think. I didn't have a problem with pacing, mm. but I did think it was too short.
0: And yes. yes, my answer to everything is make it longer. I know. I get it. But and in this case, it really needed it.
1: Uh, why I say pacing, it really felt like there was more <clears throat> there That they cut out at like the last moment or something that was a studio decision and really shortened it down.
0: See, I don't know because they were happy that Netflix bought them out because the studio wanted them to cut a bunch of shit that was supposedly the studio thought, oh, this is too too intellectual, intellectual. which we'll get into that too. Yes. So when Netflix bought them out, they're like, yay, we can keep our scenes. So I don't know how much is missing from the, the original script. Yeah, I, I it, wonder if most of what they had intended to be in the movie is in the movie. And if that's the case, ooh.
1: Yeah, and that's something I hope's not the case. Because there are parts where I felt like, isn't there a scene that's supposed to be there?
0: Yeah. <sighs> I mean, yeah. Like, I say it should have been longer. Yeah, and most of the reason I say that is because the movie was mostly lacking in character.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. The the Mexican lady, the paramedic,
0: all of them. I mean, uh,
1: was a, she was a particular grievance she, along with the she psychologist. Was. So
0: the the Mexican character was uh, the the paramedic mm-hmm. was. She had one moment of character development at the very beginning mm-hmm. where she comes up to our main character, Natalie Portman, and says, hey, you know, you're standing here all alone. Why don't you come over here and, and talk to us and get to know us, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and then you're told
1: that she's a lesbian, even though that has well, nothing to do with anything. Well, I, I think she's bi because they said she hits on everyone.
0: I guess. But so. either way, it had Anyways. nothing to do with anything. Yeah.
1: And I don't give a shit if your character is
0: lesbian, bisexual, or or whatever, and I think we do need more of those characters in movies, mm. but if you're gonna, like, bring up somebody's sexuality, you should probably do something with it, or it should be there yeah. for a reason, you don't just, you're you're not just watching a movie, and it's just, like, drive-by lesbian, like, oh, this character's a lesbian, and you're just sitting there like, okay, why do I need to know that? I don't need to know that. It adds nothing.
1: You could have left that line out, and the movie would not have been worse off for it. The movie, well, the movie wouldn't have changed one way or another. Yeah.
0: And again, to be clear, I don't care that she's a lesbian. It's just Mm -hmm. every piece of information that you give me about a character has to be for a reason, has to go somewhere. You have to
1: do something with it. It's got to be relevant to the story that's unfolding that in the in the movie.
0: Yeah, like if she was if there was going to be some sexual tension between her and another one of the the female characters or or something then then fine, but literally nothing happens that requires us to know her sexuality. Yeah. So it was a little bit odd. Not and to harp on this issue, but no. But the main point here is that is her only moment of characterization. Yeah. And so for the rest of the movie, she just she just sort of exists in the movie until she just snaps and you're like this is sort of out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then she dies. <laughs> I so,
1: mean, it it's obviously something that from book to screen it got cut. I should say that seeing this movie
0: made me interested in reading the book. Yes. I'll probably try to get it on audiobook somehow and mm-hmm. listen to
1: it. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go out and find the books for it, so uh I think the one moment that I was like okay cool you're that character was when they were confronting about uh the psychologist wanted to keep going to the lighthouse mm-hmm. yet the Mexican lady and the uh I don't remember the who other was. one the other
0: black uh, the black lady the one who's not the main character. Yeah. See that's the thing is you have the boss lady who is yep. the psychologist you have the paramedic who is the Mexican you have the main character who is a Natalie Portman. and She's just Natalie <laughs> yeah, Portman, let's be hon- honest.
1: Honestly. And yeah. then
0: you have the one that's none of those. Yeah. The shy, <laughs> like the, the shy black lady. The fourth character, yeah, it she's just she's not a character. She just sort of yeah. exists until she wanders off into the woods to be a plant person. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally, that's what happens. She exists. She and exa- then she oh. wanders yeah. off
1: into the woods and becomes a plant person. And all you know about her character is she wears long sleeves because she uh, she likes to cut up her forearms. Yeah. That's, That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, they were arguing about whether they should go back or go forward. And the psychologist sort of walks off and says, you know, fuck you. I'm going anyways. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the actual line. But the paramedic lady says hella. Oh, yeah. Like that (laughs) always stood out as why? (laughs) Why did you use that? It didn't fit in even with her character.
0: I think it has particular relevance to us because we have a friend who put the phrase hella into a script. Yeah. And literally everybody around him was like, why would you put that in this script? It sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Uh so maybe it has more relevance to us but yeah maybe. the phrase hella always sounds fucking ridiculous
1: to yeah. me. It in something like straight out of Compton which I believe they use it a couple times mm, it makes maybe. a bit more sense but
0: but yeah in a weird in, in a weird um science fiction like supposedly brainy type movie when a character says hella you're just like what? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wait, that's yeah. the best line that could have been used here like all the characters were chosen to be, su- you know, because they were super smart or super talented. And then you got them throwing a hella around <laughs> in the mix.
0: Anyway, okay. So, these, these
1: are all, I think, more minor points. Yeah, so, but... W- uh,
0: what else? What else you got? Uh,
1: Some of the... I think there's a lot of good shot choices, but some of them were kind of boring looking back on a second, on um, a second viewing.
0: So, this is a problem that I had with the movie. Mm-hmm. Um... So, we should say, the director of this movie had previously directed, what's it called? Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Yeah. I keep wanting to say Deus Ex. (laughs) He did not make the game Deus Ex. (laughs) No. Uh, He directed Ex Machina, which looked beautiful. Yes. Uh, I mean, it looked like a Kubrick movie. So, when I hear he's directing this like science fiction, colorful thing, I'm thinking, okay this this i mean the cinematography, if nothing else it's going to look great right? yes um e. i wouldn't necessarily call it a dud like it wasn't ugly
1: no, no and
0: no. there were some interesting shots but as soon as the movie started i was struck by how little color there is in it mm-hmm. it's completely desaturated yeah, and
1: that that was something i noticed and on i noticed it on first viewing and That was very peculiar for a movie that's talking about this bright, glowing shimmer. Yeah,
0: like the the bubble, whatever it is, the shimmer, is supposed to be like this colorful rainbow thing. But Mm -hmm. you're looking at it, and it's just this desaturated sort of... It looks like a soap bubble. (laughs) Yes. And this is a movie that really should have been pretty heavily saturated and colorful and beautiful Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't it was modern digital desaturated and if you don't know what I mean by that when you shoot on a digital camera or I should say on a professional digital camera like not Mm -hmm. not like a consumer camera but the camera that they use to make these movies when you shoot on them they shoot in raw which means there is no color like color
1: correction pre-added
0: in the camera you know, there's. It doesn't
1: fix any potential problems. It, yeah,
0: you can't adjust the saturation. You can't adjust the contrast. It all comes out completely 100% flat so that you have more information to work with in post. And for whatever reason, in the past 10 years, this really desaturated look has become very popular with filmmakers, almost like they just get it raw out of the camera and don't bother adjusting anything. Mm-hmm. They just leave it flat and desaturated. Because that's another thing, it's not just desaturated, it's incredibly flat, right? The blacks aren't particularly black, they're not very deep, and the highlights are sort of gray. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was not the most pleasant thing to look at. Some of the shots were interesting and unique, but God damn it, you need to add some contrast and up the saturation. yeah when this comes out on disc, I might just do that for the fuck of it and <laughs> just see how it looks in comparison because I guarantee you it'll look better,
1: yeah um I guess I'll bring this up briefly. That was the very out of place sex scene that was in it when she was uh cheating with that other <clears> on her husband with the other teacher. Um,
0: the sex scene itself, I would not say was out of place, mm-hmm. except that that entire storyline went nowhere.
1: Yeah, and that's what I mean with that.
0: Like, if the storyline had gone somewhere, then its placement within the the main movie would have been fine. Yeah. So we keep getting flashbacks of her, of Natalie Portman having sex, and we don't know we we don't know who it's with. We assume mm-hmm. it's with her boyfriend, husband, uh, husband, whatever, but. Uh, a few flashbacks later the camera pans out and it's not her -hmm. husband it's an uh another guy that works with her at the school that she teaches at and we realize they're having an affair right Mm -hmm. and then natalie portman says we're not going to do this anymore and the guy goes okay (laughs) literally and then that's the end of that storyline for some fuck like i don't understand why that storyline was in here i think they were trying to add some character like She's been without her husband for a year.
1: Well, no. No, because that, that was
0: before. Yeah, that was before right. That's her
1: not... husband. Okay, <clears throat> so her husband, he was in the, uh, I guess, the Army Rangers or something like that. And he had gone into the Shimmer before them. And he had been he had disappeared for a year. This yeah. was before that. Right. Like, uh, okay, I, I this feel is... like the whole reason behind it was to explain... Why her husband had gone into the Shimmer in the first place, but you didn't need that? No. Yeah, like he he
0: decided that he was going to go ahead and leave her, or not leave her as in relationship, but he was going to just go ahead and go on this mission that he knew he'd be gone for a long time. And probably wouldn't come back. Uh, because he found out that she was cheating on him. But you didn't need it. It mm. added absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And it's, I'm still collecting my thoughts about the whole thing. I want to watch it again. Once it comes out on Netflix, uh, I'll sit down and I'll watch it with Francisco and talk to him about it because I'm very interested in what he has to say about it. Yeah, I'll
1: probably watch it again around the same time Um, just to have it again fresh in my memory so the three of us could talk about it. So what I want to bring up
0: right now is something that I was thinking through the whole movie. Hmm. Almost immediately, as soon as the movie started, I was comparing it, not purposefully, I didn't go into it expecting to compare it to this movie, but almost instantly, I started comparing it to Arrival. Yeah. And it just came up short at every turn. And not to say that this was a terrible movie. It wasn't. I enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, the whole time I was thinking, if Denny Villanueva had directed this movie, it would be a much better, much more interesting, and much more visually interesting movie. Yes. So, okay. did Did you have any other complaints about watching it the second time?
1: When I was first going into it, I I heard that it's very lo- the book's very Lovecraftian with some of its stuff. Yeah, and, that's
0: what I had heard too.
1: And that you know, it's a Lovecraftian story. By the director of Ex Machina. Yeah, which sounded really interesting. Yeah, until you get in there and even more... Realizing this even more on the second viewing, there's not very much that's Lovecraftian in there. No. There I be- mean, they go insane and there's some weird creatures, but that's about it.
0: And, okay. Not even here's Here's really a big weird. problem I had. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the movie is when I start having a lot of big issues, uh, which... By the way, mirrors ex machina because I was really enjoying that movie up until the end, and she just goes all Terminator. Yeah. Which I thought was the least interesting direction you could have possibly taken that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this movie, it's going along fine. I'm having little problems here and there. Nothing too major. Enough that I would not put this movie up next to Arrival or Blade Runner or or anything like that but I was still enjoying the movie and then the ending comes so one of the things that is discussed is and this is going to be a nitpick but I still feel like like it fucking bothered me yeah so one of the things that's discussed is how this this bubble the shimmer is essentially combining the DNA of every living thing mm-hmm. and so it's making these weird mutated versions of everything so you get a weird mutated bear you get uh plants that are fucked up you get people that have turned into plants in the shape of people the alligator with shark teeth right so you get all that kind of stuff and you're like okay fine it's combining dna in weird and interesting ways i get that Mm -hmm. and then she gets onto the beach and the camera pans over and there are crystal trees Mm -hmm. and i'm just thinking crystals do not have dna they're not living things uh
1: how does a plant combine with a rock uh well i guess because it's not so much dna it's cells and i guess
0: no they specifically
1: say say? dna did they
0: yes because they had that whole conversation about the the one girl takes the the leaf off of like the plant person it mm-hmm. says, I bet if you look at that, it has whatever blah 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 DNA that gives uh humans their shape. Yeah. And there's nowhere else in this world where a living thing is combined with an inanimate object.
1: Uh the plant deer, I guess.
0: No, those are two living things. A plant is a living thing. Right it is. So yes, there are deer with like plants, flowers and shit instead of antlers. Right, yeah. Which look really pretty, by the way. Yes. Um. So this this world has established a rule of living things combine. It doesn't matter what living things. That's fine. Plants combine with animals. Whatever. It's that's all copacetic and set up. Mm-hmm. But then a plant combined with a rock, and there's there's n- that is completely like I'm not willing to necessarily call it a mistake, but I will call it unexplained. Right. Mm-hmm. It. It seems outside the rules that the movie has set up for this world previous. Yeah. Anyway, so that's a nitpick, but it frustrated me mm-hmm. because that's the thing is like in sci fi, especially, it is important to set up rules. And then when you break those rules, it is especially jarring. Anyway, so the big problem that I had with the ending was that it didn't seem very interested in being an ending. It seemed more interested in being weird, mm-hmm. and I hate that. It's a sci-fi – like, not everything has to be explained, mm-hmm. right? But you have to wrap up themes. This movie dropped all themes. It dropped uh, – okay, I won't go as far as to say it dropped all logic. But it, it dropped all themes. It dropped all character um, development at all. And just Well, yeah,
1: most of them die end up just dying Right. And but it. even
0: our main character, like, it just became weird for the sake of weird with this green alien mimicking her and yeah, the slowly turning alien. into her. Right. Yeah. It was a green metallic alien. And here's why it's important that we say it's a green metallic alien. Because at the very end of the movie, they ask, Can you describe the alien's form? And she says, No. Mm-hmm. But I can! You fucking showed it to us! It's a green metallic alien!
1: Now, that is the problem with adapting for screen, and that's why a lot of Lovecraft stories can't be.
0: Right. If it is important to the story, and this is very Lovecraftian, the, the inexplainable, right? Yeah. Um, things having unexplainable forms form or a color that doesn't exist yeah right shit like that is very lovecraftian and i do know that that stuff is in the book so if the form of this creature is supposed to be unexplainable don't show it to me he gets it gets to the end and they're like can you explain what this alien looks like and she's like no and we as the audience are sitting there going uh we just saw it. I can explain it to you, sir. Like, yeah. do you want to talk to me? Because I know what it looks like.
1: Yeah, we went on this journey, too. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, we, we,
1: we can fucking, tell you everything. We
0: fucking saw it. It's, it's a fucking metallic green alien yep. that looks vaguely like a human, human yep. proportions. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's that's what it fucking looked like. It wasn't inexplicable. Yeah, and oh, something that I was really looking forward to. Mm. uh, Again, I haven't read the books, but one of the things that I had heard about the book is that when they go to the tower, right, the lighthouse. uh, Yeah, I know
1: what you're talking about now. So
0: when they go to the lighthouse at the end, it's or no, it's not at the end. I I don't think because they're still together as a group. I know that.
1: Oh, okay. So So at some point, at
0: some point in the story, right, they come across a structure. That they cannot agree whether it is a tower or a tunnel, mm-hmm. which sounded really fucking interesting to me. Yeah, I they, really wanted to see how that would be adapted. You know how it was adapted? They skipped it. Yeah, they skipped it. It just wasn't in here.
1: Yeah, that that was kind of disappointing. Now that I now that I remember that and when we had talked about that before the movie came out, I yeah, was looking I, forward to that as because well. Because
0: I was like, wow, that sounds that sounds really. Like an interesting concept yeah. when, when you're talking about stuff that's inexplainable, uh, you know, nature operating on uh, rules that we are not used to and dimensions that we don't know how to interpret, mm-hmm. right? To go into a structure that you agree is a structure, but you can't agree whether it's a tower or a tunnel sounds really interesting yeah. to me and it and just isn't in the movie nothing like that is in the yeah. movie
1: and it's something when we talked about it I remember running through my mind was different ways on how they would on how they could portray that mm-hmm. and it's sad that they skipped it
0: yeah they skipped almost all of that weird esoteric type stuff yeah instead it's just sort of straightforward science fiction
1: yeah and that That was really something that was disappointing that they skipped it because that is a lot of Lovecraftian stuff. And that was the big selling point for me.
0: Yeah, exactly. Lovecraftian. Lovecraft sci-fi. That sounds fucking cool. Yeah. But instead it's not here. It's just a standard sci-fi where at the end she says, I can't describe that to you. Even though we saw it and it's perfectly describable, (laughs) yeah, that's your Lovecraftian
1: element. She just said so. (laughs) That's something where they get to the uh, the lighthouse. She, you know, shows you the shot from outside where she goes in the door, and the door closes before it cuts to inside. If you'd cut there and just cut to her in the chair and them talking about the encounter, it would have been much better. If
0: it had just been like a really dramatic close up on her face, cut out all music. And you just have the guy's voice behind camera asking her questions and she's trying to explain what happened Mm -hmm. but can't, right? The question's like, can you tell us what it looked like? No. Well, what did it do? It mimicked me. Well, if it mimicked you, you must know what it looks like in order to perceive the fact that it is mimicking you. And she would just sit there and think, I I don't know. I, I can't describe it to you. Yeah. You like, know, if if we had just had like a 5 minute hold close up on her face while she's talking about all of this and without actually showing it to us, I would have been perfectly happy, 100% yeah. happy with that.
1: Like even some of the more uh ethereal out there esoteric shit like the tower that's also a tunnel. Yeah. Like even if that was just a close up on her face and they were doing that with it yeah. as well. I would have been perfectly I happy mean, yeah, with that for, instead for, of just ignoring that. For
0: all of that esoteric yeah. shit, we could have just cut back to the interrogation room because they're cutting back to it through the whole movie anyway, yeah. where they're asking her questions like, what happened here? What happened here? And she's answering the questions. We could have just kept cutting back whenever something crazy came up. You know, you, you, you could have like a, a big musical buildup as they're approaching something and then it cuts back to the interrogation room. And she starts trying to tell you about it, going, "I can't describe this to you. I can't explain this to you. We couldn't agree whether it was a tunnel or a tower, mm-hmm. you know." And they'd be like, "How is that possible? They're two clearly different things." And she would just say, "I don't know."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I would have been perfectly happy with with that, not seeing it, but hearing her try to explain it.
1: Yeah, and that was something. It leads into the point that I think I was kind of annoyed with where they'd show what's going on and then they cut back to the interrogation and they'd ask about what just happened that we saw yeah and she'd just be like i don't know
0: instead of asking about something new giving us new information it would just cut back to her in the interrogation room basically just saying what we just watched and then saying she doesn't know how to describe it even though we just fucking watched <laughs> <laughs> yes um yeah And the other major problem that I had with this movie Mm. were the creature encounters. Yeah, were not scary or tense. No, with one exception. All right. But the first, so the first creature that we encounter is the crocodile or alligator, Alligator. whatever the
1: fuck. It's in Uh, the southern U.S. It's an alligator. It's a
0: white alligator, and the first thing that we see it do is one of our characters is standing in a doorway. And gets yanked straight back.
1: And it looks like every single horror movie that does that, where a character walks out of the doorway and says, and stands
0: oh, right nothing. there
1: in the doorway yep. for some fucking reason and instead goes, of walking oh.
0: over to the other
1: characters. Yeah, and they go, oh, nothing's here, everything's fine, then get pff, yanked back. Yeah,
0: and it literally just looked like they tied a rope to her and yanked her back because mm-hmm. that's what they did. <laughs> An alligator will not grab you in the middle of your back and then just pull.
1: No, it will, <laughs> if it does that, it goes forward. Yes. I mean, it would have
0: tackled her forward, not yanked her straight back. Mm -hmm. And mm, (laughs) I mean, as soon as I saw that it was an alligator, I was like, yeah. What? I was expecting something interesting, even though the getting yanked back through the doorway is fucking generic and cliche as fuck. Okay. But I was expecting an interesting creature, not just an alligator that was a little bit big and then had shark teeth
1: yeah and that was something that i was kind of let down by because i thought not knowing that it was a bear creature Mm -hmm. that we later encounter i thought you know oh it's this weird creature that's you know sort of got the the top half of its face is a skull and all that and i thought that was going to be like the 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 main antagonist through the whole movie Yeah. yeah the thing that it stalks him through the whole movie. So when she got yanked back, I'm like, oh, it's that creature. That's going to be really cool to nope. see. And then it's nope. an alligator. It's, yeah. And there was no tension in
0: that scene whatsoever. No. They get her away from the alligator. The alligator rushes them. And then, and then Natalie just Portman shoot it. shoots
1: it. <laughs> it really... She empties she, her entire clip into it.
0: Empties her entire clip into it and with this look on her face like she's just fucking bored. Yeah. <laughs> like she just got down on one knee and just started unloading with the machine gun. Yeah. And it looked really awkward how she it was holding did. it. So there was no tension there. And the, the fact that this movie is so flatly lit did Mm -hmm. not help anything like i mean that's important when you're trying to build tension is shadows keeping things hidden the less you see the the more in theory the more tense it'll be because it's the the fear of the unknown right and so you you build that horror that way instead this was more just sort of procedural oh big alligator shoot it (laughs) yeah and it should have been horror like this should have had elements of horror in it and it it didn't really um so the first time you see the bear thing you don't know what it is it's it's when they're standing outside and the guard post they're outside of the military
1: base that they go to
0: so like when this scene happened i was like what that's it (laughs) so they're standing outside the guard base and they go hey do you hear that and something then, came through the fence. And something came through the fence, and it's like, boom, 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 boom. And then, yoink. <laughs> like, they, <laughs> they may as well have had, like, a fucking slide whistle sound yep. or, or something behind it, because it's, there's basic, uh. there's no music. Mm-hmm. The sound effects are non-existent. It's just sort of quiet, it, but not in a way of, like, oh, it's intentionally quiet because it's going to be creepy. No, it just sort of goes... Yunk, and it's like a half second cut, and then you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah. something took one of them. All right, now they're gonna go follow him, and
1: yeah. then they didn't. They just like they
0: just, let's go back to bed. Yeah, yeah. They, and then they followed him they, the next morning. They ran to the edge of the the compound, and they're like, "Oh, we should wait till morning. <laughs> just go <laughs> go to bed. But my point is that encounter of the bear. Thing taking the character was yeah. so nothingness. It was just like, oh, I guess, okay. <laughs> it, there was no horror there. No. There was no tension there.
1: Mm-mm. It was just sort of like, oh, that's a thing that happened. Yeah, pretty much. And that's how the characters dealt with it, too. Yeah. Was, oh, that's a thing that happened. Pretty
0: much. Now, I will say the final encounter with the bear mm-hmm. I liked it had more atmosphere. Yeah. So it all, and it's a shame that it's connected to a retarded scene. So basically, what happens is the paramedic ties all of them up.
1: Yeah. Okay. So this so, will need oh, oh, a bit. Wait, hold on. This, this will need a bit of a, a backup bit, to explain. Yes.
0: This will need to, a little bit of explanation here. So right. basically, to go through this as quickly as possible, Natalie Portman's character had a boyfriend, husband, who, husband who went into the Shimmer, the Shimmer. And disappeared for a year and then came back and yep. was like coughing up blood and shit.
1: Yeah, and so, and they, so sh- they take him to the compound and isolate him.
0: Yes, and they take her with him.
1: She neglects to tell any of
0: them that... <laughs> well, okay, so she meets up with the girls yeah. that she will eventually go into the Shimmer with. And she doesn't tell any of them that he is her husband. And uh, they go off into the woods together. And the the boss lady yep. Uh, says... Why didn't you tell them that uh
1: you know he was you he, didn't he's tell your husband, him, yeah, you didn't tell them that that he was your husband or something and like literally that line,
0: yeah, said that, and she's like, I forget what her response to it was. She didn't want to cause oh she didn't want to complicate things and yeah. you're like, how would that complicate anything if they knew that he was her husband? Yeah the boss lady even asked that, and we got no response, no for a response. While. And then later in the movie, we see a video of her husband going crazy, cut, well, cutting
1: crazy, cutting
0: the stomach open, the stomach open of a fellow comrade that had followed him into the shimmer. And there's like a big wormy snake thing. It's a- his intestines inside. moving around. Whatever, his intestines are moving around, and the boss lady goes, "It's a good thing you didn't." tell them that he's your husband because I don't know how they would react to this video. And you're like, what the fuck? Why, Why would that change anything? Like, okay, her husband went insane. That suddenly means that she's going to fucking cut all of them open? What?
1: No. That doesn't uh, make
0: any sense. I There's mean, the no only, logic
1: here. The only way it makes sense is if one of your characters happens to be a paranoid little shit that's really aggro about everything, which we so happen to have... <laughs> But wasn't before but, this moment. Yeah, be so wasn't okay, before the moment. So the paramedic finds out
0: that it's her husband and loses her shit. Right? Ties them all to a chair. Ties them all to chairs and goes, <laughs> Did you know about this? And <laughs> and they're like, the, the boss lady is like, Yeah, I know. And the other the the black The shy black the, the, the black lady is like, No, I didn't know. Okay, so neither one of those characters are useful in this scene. No, And she just... And then she goes up to Natalie cutting
1: Natalie Portman yeah. open. She's like...
0: She goes up to Natalie Portman, I bet if you had me in a chair that you would cut me open too and my intestines would be worming around. But I'm not the one tied to the chair. <laughs> <laughs> and she just pulls out a knife and walks up to Natalie Portman. And you're like, where did this come from? Why the fuck would the knowledge that it's her husband change anything? Change yeah. their perception of anything. How would it affect their relationship with her? It doesn't make any fucking sense.
1: Like, I'm if there was a build-up to this, because keep in mind, in the beginning, the interviewer says, You've been in there for four months. So if there was some kind of buildup showing a bit more of them going paranoid. Yeah, which there out. wasn't. This was the yeah. first
0: moment of any sort of, like, paranoia. And they they really
1: jumped the shark at that moment.
0: Yeah, she just loses her goddamn mind for no fucking reason on about a subject that we had already... Like, <laughs> like about a subject that I had already been thinking was fucking stupid to begin with. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she loses her mind, and then... Before she guts Natalie Portman, you hear the character that died. You hear the character that the bear had taken off into the forest, off into the forest, and <laughs> off so, to see the wizard, the wonderful so, wizard yes, of Oz. She's holding the knife to Natalie Portman, mm-hmm. and then you hear that character's voice, and she goes, "Oh my god!" She's not and dead. Like she said, not she was, dead. and
1: she runs out, <laughs> and then she screams, and then she stops screaming.
0: Uh, right, and then the bear thing walks into the room, and mm. they're they're all tied to the chairs. Okay, yeah. So this is where the scene gets actually good and has some tension, right? The bear is wandering around. None of them move. They don't want to draw any attention to themselves, but they can't move anyway because they're tied to the chairs. Yep. Right?
1: And as it's walking around, it's growling, but is also mimicking the voice of the characters that die. Right. It's
0: growl is that character's voice, essentially. Yep. So whenever it growls, you just hear, Help
1: me! You know,
0: that kind of shit. And it was creepy. It was creepy. I'll give it that. Um, and the lighting in the scene was good too. Mm-hmm. It was it like, actually was it actually I, had
1: shadows. Holy fuck! <laughs> that was something I noticed was a big step up from before.
0: Yeah. Um, and so the bear is walking around, and things eventually escalate. the The paramedic runs in with the gun and is like, "Yeah," because she's still alive, apparently. Yeah. And starts shooting at the bear. And the attack on her, like when the bear goes and attacks the paramedic, I thought was legitimately very visceral and um, done really well. Except for one shot, which took me completely out of it, where they obviously sped up the footage. Mm. Where the bear grabs her by the neck and she just goes, poonk! Like, the the footage is completely sped up in the most (laughs) phony way humanly possible. And it just instantly took me out of it. I was like, oh, everything, like all of the, the the very visceral, gritty nature of this scene, I now see the wires yeah, the or the strings behind the scene. <sighs> so that was a bummer, but the the scene keeps going on. It tears her throat out, which was... No, it, no, tears it rips her, her entire, entire bottom jaw, jaw off,
1: yep. which was fucked up. That was something I wasn't expecting when I saw this movie, was it to have some really graphic gore like that? We'll get into that.
0: But um, but yeah, somebody else in the theater. You just hear this woman in the theater go, "Oh my
1: god!" <laughs> literally, <laughs> she was like, "Oh," she was so disgusted, and she was she literally was murmuring about that for the next few moments. Uh,
0: and then, so the bear goes to the the three that are trying to break themselves out of the chair. Uh, it corners Natalie Portman and another one picks up the gun. The shy and, black lady. And unloads a clip into its head and, like, and, blows the yeah. side of its head off, which was also pretty, uh, you know, gory in a fun way.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> it was obviously CG. really, really it was CG. CG as fuck, but it was still yeah. gory and brutal. Yeah. Uh, so that was the one good creature encounter. Those are honestly the only two creature encounters, is the. The, the alligator, the alligator and, the and, the and the bear thing. I mean, yeah. you saw some deer, but that wasn't like. It oh, wasn't... the deer are attacking! <laughs> you know. It's not the ring, too. No. So, yeah, I expected more creature horror stuff, yes. but not really. Which I could have even been okay with if the sci fi stuff had held its own, which it didn't. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think that's pretty much everything negative that I have to say about it. Yeah. It it's not a particularly pretty looking film, unfortunately, because it could have been very easily.
1: Um, hey, at least it wasn't shot on an iPhone. <laughs>
0: fucking Soderbergh. <laughs> anyway, so it wasn't a very pretty movie. Yeah. It doesn't really have a theme that it's trying to explore, like Arrival and no. Blade it, Runner. It thinks it has one throughout it, but it really it doesn't. It really doesn't. The sci-fi elements sort of fall apart at times. The yeah. The horror is non-existent. The creatures aren't that interesting. The bear was more interesting than the alligator.
1: Yeah, though I had imagined it as even more interesting. Yeah, there, there's basically
0: no tension through most of the movie. mm mm-hmm. Um. That being said... I actually did like this movie, so let's talk about the stuff that we
1: like. <laughs> All right, I really like the sound. <laughs> the sound, really? I like the the scoring on it. Like where it had score, I thought it was it was very, it was unique. I didn't think mm. so. Mm. I,
0: it had one piece of score that I thought was unique. That's the mm. score that plays in the end credits, and that's the, the only one
1: I remember. And the score and that you I hear
0: know. in the in the trailer, yeah. Uh, really interesting sound. Yeah. The rest of the score does not sound like that. The rest of the score just sort of vanishes into the background for the most part. It's not something that I would put in my complaints category. I was expecting mm. a really good score. So I was disappointed because I love that weird fucking sound that you hear in the trailers and I was expecting yeah. the whole score to have that sort of tone, but it didn't really. The most of the score sort of just yeah. sounded like your average score, like we've talked like we talked yeah, about on the, about the last it. podcast. Yeah.
1: Or on the last episode Yeah really thinking about it, it There were a few moments that I liked In the other uh, Other scoring that they used but Overall that score wasn't that good
0: I mean it wasn't bad It wasn't it bad
1: just, Let, it, Let's just get that out of the way It wasn't bad it was just more there it, For the most yeah, part It
0: didn't live up to what you The score that you hear in the trailer Yeah I mean that, Which was that piece of score is in the movie mm-hmm. But most of it doesn't sound like that
1: No which is saddening.
0: And in terms of sound, like sound yeah. effects and things, eh, there was nothing really special about that. Like, we talked about that the first Barrett attack, I mean, which it right, didn't yeah. sound like fucking anything. I mean, was there any particular scene that you thought had really good sound?
1: I don't know. I think I'm getting tired because I can't think of that.
0: Okay. Well, let's talk about some stuff that we liked. Yeah. Uh one of the things that i really liked that i was not expecting mm. was horrific gore.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: But even then i think there was too little of it. So the the first like really fucked up like gory thing is when her husband, you see the video of him cutting the other guy open. Yeah. And when i saw that i was like Ooh, <laughs> like
1: this, this just yes, got
0: was, this got interesting and fun.
1: Yeah. You know? When I first saw it, I'd seen it with you know that crowd of like the I'm out of college for the weekend or whatever, yeah. and and so everybody was like ah Gore. Mm. Yeah, and it was it was
0: good, too. It looked good. I'm sure a lot of the blood yeah. was CG, but it wasn't particularly noticeable. He's cutting the thing open. There's blood pouring all over his hands, and then yeah. they peel that, like, skin flap back in his... The skin flap. It was at it, that it, point. It was, yeah. Uh, they they peel fun. his entire stomach back, and his intestines are wriggling around inside, yeah. and you're like, this, like this, this got interesting. This got, you know, fun. There's something else here other than only okay sci-fi there's there's something more in it and then directly after that we had a scene where they find some of the corpses that have just been like plastered to the wall and in, mm-hmm. in like a cocoon type thing yeah and, the
1: the plants are growing out of them
0: and and like there's there's a skeleton that's half decayed that's just been pulled apart like the jaw is stretched way down because the 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 branches or whatever had spread the skull apart Mm -hmm. you know i was like this is got much more interesting plus uh you mentioned the butthole oh yeah the the (laughs) cocoon thing looked like a butthole it did i'm sorry (laughs) um but those were really the only two scenes of like really interesting gore until you get to the bear which Mm -hmm. is like 45 minutes later yeah and then that's it
1: yeah i think the there was only one other scene where Natalie Portman finds the girl who got dragged off by the bear and her uh, throats cut well, her, out. Her, but well,
0: her it just had like punctures in yeah, it. That's that was like
1: it. well, her the middle of her throat was just completely ripped out. Uh,
0: well, I did It it, was, it wasn't nearly okay, as impressive.
1: Yeah, it was more there, and it's like okay, yeah, that's makeup.
0: Yeah, but yeah. So the the scene where he's like cutting her, his the the other guy's stomach open, yeah. the those fucked up skeletons that they find with the plant growing out of it, yeah, and, and the, the bear the, attack, the bear attack when they blow its head off, and when it's it's fighting the paramedic, yeah, all that stuff was great. It needed more, <laughs> mm-hmm. like the sci-fi elements of this movie do not support it enough. It needed that like extra kick to it, yeah. I think, and that was there in little sprinkles, you know, but not enough. I wanted another scene of just creative gore. Yes. You know, I and that's that's important to note. It's not just gore, it's also creative. Mm-hmm. And that's important. And it really needed like just at least
1: one more scene. Preferably yeah. more than that, but at least one <laughs> more, you know. And one more either near the very end or near the beginning. Because it was say, all concentrated in the middle.
0: Yeah, I would say one more in between the plant thing and mm-hmm. the bear thing. One more in between and then another at the one end. One more
1: good one because yeah. the f- the f- first bear attack, when it drags her off, there's some gore. But something better than just her throat being torn out.
0: Yeah, no, it needed another like really yeah. creative, fucked up, gory moment.
1: Yeah, what would have made it better is if the bear dragged her off and I guess they went to bed or whatever... And then they came back looking for her and I guess Nellie Portman's character comes across her and like the plants have already started growing in her yeah, corpse that's something ripped like in that. half.
0: Something or, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Where what, what could have been interesting would be like if the plant had been growing and sort of spread the body apart. Yeah. You know, that would have been really interesting. But no, instead we she's just, just laying there with like throat
1: torn out and that's barely. It.
0: Barely, and that's it. Yeah, But the gore that was there. I really liked and it it says something that I wish there was more of it. Yeah. You
1: know? But there wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. The only other amount of blood in that film was when Natalie Portman shoots the alligator and little puffs of CG blood come off of it.
0: Oh yeah. The 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 CG blood that just sort of disperses into the air and disappears. (laughs) You know, like blood does, right? Blood totally does that. Yeah. Sort of a a positive and a
1: negative in one i guess yeah
0: um a overall, backhanded compliment yeah <laughs> i don't know like like here's here's what's so frustrating is i yeah. like this movie yes. i want to watch it again i want yes. to explore it further but i'm having trouble saying one thing that i specifically
1: like with no drawbacks yeah i guess there <laughs> whether like- it's a positive or negative there's a lot of ass shots <laughs> in the film
0: Well you see the, the weird Alien things with JJ Like it yeah. straight up fucking has a vagina It does Yes. Yeah I don't know like Oh my god it's so frustrating because I liked it But I can't sit here and say This part of it was great yeah. I can't think of anything That I'm like but this part Was fucking awesome yeah.
1: Like I was very disappointed at the Look of the lighthouse and that's something I want to say I yeah. like because I did enjoy going inside and seeing the corpse just burnt against the wall. Because mm. uh, in the end of it, her husband had reached the lighthouse and had met the alien creature. And the alien creature had duplicated himself into him. And then he <sighs> lit off a phosphorus grenade and blew himself up against the wall.
0: Yeah, can you explain that to me?
1: What? what do a phosphorus
0: un- grenade is? No, I don't understand what that scene has to do with anything. Uh, or, like, okay, here's the thing. So right. the husband, so she finds a camera set up pointed at a, burned a, a charred corpse. corpse. With a, black all around yeah. the wall. So she watches the the video. Yeah. It's her husband. Her husband says some shit and then sets off a phosphorus grenade and burns himself alive. And then her husband walks out from behind the camera yes. in, all right. into view. So, so there
1: was a little bit that you missed in that When she starts up the camera, it starts on the beach. Yes. And then it heads to the lighthouse, and you see the corpses that are the corpses, the skeletons that are in front of the lighthouse. Yeah. And then it's inside the lighthouse looking at the butthole in the lighthouse. Yeah. And then he goes into the butthole, and you see the alien creature inside of the butthole. And then he's sitting against the wall and lights off a phosphorus grenade. That alien creature that he met had successfully morphed into him. And that's the big twist at the end. No, because that's what her- it's
0: implied. No, because here's the thing: is they only ever say, "Okay, is there more than
1: one alien thing?" Uh, yes, that's something that's really weird because when he goes into the tunnel inside of the lighthouse, which uh looks like a fuck the fucking okay. Xenomorph okay, 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 okay cave. Before we
0: get into this, let yeah. me sort of explain.
1: All right? right, so
0: just so that I can get myself together,
1: so yeah. you
0: have that scene where. Her husband kills himself with a phosphorus grenade but yeah. then her husband steps out from behind the camera yes right and you're you're like okay there's more than one here but her husband that killed himself with the phosphorus grenade, which we're left to assume was the real one yes tells the fake one to find to, to his find wife find his wife
1: yes and it does
0: right but why would it do why would he do that? Why would he do that uh, Why would he want the fake alien
1: him to find his wife? And then just kill himself. Uh, He had lost his mind at that point. And I... Did I, he? Because... Well, that's it, what it was implied is that he... Because he says, I don't know who I am anymore. Am I you? Are you me? Whatever. It's implied that he's sort of insane. But I don't... I'm not sure the leading to. Deciding, oh, I'm going to blow myself... I'm insane, so I'm going to blow myself up with a phosphorus Yeah, like, him committing suicide, I don't understand the point. I know that he wanted to find... He wanted the alien to find his wife to tell... To, I guess, tell her that he loves her or something. Okay. That's my (laughs) my takeaway from that. Then why didn't he
0: want to get out himself like there was nothing that said the alien was preventing anybody from leaving yeah if the alien can get out presumably other people can too yeah i guess or um, maybe he got uh, turned around and lost or i don't know so after that scene she Mm -hmm. goes into the butthole yes and it's a another butthole. it's a black
1: (laughs) cave it looks like the xenomorph layer in aliens
0: yes That was something else I wanted to say. The shot of Natalie Portman with the gun going into the cave was straight up aliens. It was straight up fucking Ripley with the gun walking through the shit. It was aliens. It Mm -hmm. was. Um, So anyway, she goes in there. Yes. And we see the boss lady um, and we, in retrospect, we understand that the alien was turning into her that was mm-hmm. not the real her it was the alien mid-transformation and had successfully transformed by the time that natalie portman you know uh, addresses her yeah and then what happened natalie portman uh, she
1: turns into the the boss lady turns into a 2001 space odyssey sequence well okay <laughs> yes
0: but what happened did natalie portman shoot
1: her uh, is that what
0: happened something happened
1: like Well, okay, so shooting her came a bit later, later than you're talking about. Right. So the boss lady spouts off some crazy shit of it's inside me, it's on un- it's gonna be inside all of us, and then she starts spewing up these white lights. Right, from that's her, right, and then Nothing happened.
0: That's right, nothing happened. Basically, in retrospect, when you think about it, so yeah. the alien turned into her And then the alien decided, I don't want to be her. I'm going to be a fucking 2001 A Space Odyssey LSD trip trip for a minute and then turn into Natalie Portman. Yes.
1: And the whole reason that she turned into Natalie Portman is, I guess, Natalie Portman was bleeding on the nose and a drop of blood went into the acid Mm -hmm. trip. (laughs) And that that multiplied and used that to turn into a the metallic creature that was going to morph completely into her.
0: Like I guess is that the thing uh, like there's not more than one alien it's just it was creating duplicates
1: Yes I I think that's what it is or, is it wasn't it so, wasn't like, so much is, as there's multiple but it was changing form and creating more So basically the alien
0: was not the metallic green thing the alien was the acid trip Yes. Okay, fine. I can still describe that, though. Yes. <laughs> like, that's all I'm going to say, is even if you make that change in The Alien is the the fucking light show, yeah. you can still be like, well, it was like a fucking energy ball with
1: fucking light and shit shooting off of it. That's still describable. Yes. Um. And then when it turns into the metallic creature, then Natalie Portman shoots it. Right. But... <sighs>
0: I don't know. Like, I think what my problem is, is I understand it. It just doesn't matter. Right? Like, that's what it feels like. Is like, there's nothing that I'm not understanding. It just feels like the movie fucking went nowhere and explored nothing. Yeah, kind of. At the end. (laughs) So, I liked this movie enough to watch it again. Yes. But all that I can come up with is are problems and shit that went nowhere and things that should have been explored and weren't and the fact that basically the movie had no theme. Like it yeah. there, there was there was no through line like the the thing that the our main character was working through and how the the events in this story propelled her through a character arc. There's yeah. really nothing of that.
1: Yeah. What I can what I really can say that I liked is after they're tied up to the chair with the bear, mm-hmm. that the scene with the bear—not what's leading up to it, but the actual bear attack. Yeah, and the when they find the videotape in the military compound where they cut him open. Yeah, and then they see the body on the wall, all splayed out. Yeah, that's what I can think of that I really like, and the shot of the uh, mutated deer.
0: Yeah, the mutated deer was. Pretty, but
1: ultimately didn't. Mean, it didn't like, serve a purpose no. other than world building. Yeah, which
0: I guess is okay, except it's not a
1: world that's thoroughly explored. No, so which is saddening because I would have really liked yeah. to see that. See more exploration of, of the world of the world. So
0: you know what? It's a it's a roughly two hour movie. Throw another hour onto it where we get more character shit and we see more of the world. Yeah, make it a fucking like sci fi epic. 2001 slash yeah. uh, Lovecraft weirdness, yeah. you know, and just go go all out with it instead of this sort of half measure. That's what this movie yeah. felt like. It was like a half measure because even in the middle of the movie, what I was thinking is this world mm-hmm. feels like it should either be 100% normal but with weird shit in it, yeah. or the whole weird or, or the whole world should just be completely weird and alien. And it was neither. It was this weird in between of like it's sort of weird but sort of normal, and there's yeah. some weird stuff but
1: not on the like the whole, like. And I had the problem with when they said everything is changing, and then it's like, oh look, normal trees. Yeah, and I don't know. I guess that's ultimately the, the feeling that I
0: come away with this movie with is that it was just the whole movie was a half measure. Yeah. Where it halfway did what it was trying to do, and it didn't fully commit to anything.
1: Yeah. that This movie feels like Alex Garland had wrote the script, he took it to the producers, and the producers should have been like, okay, there needs to be something more here.
0: Well, I mean, the whole... From what it sounds like, the producers wanted to cut more out. Yeah. And here's the thing. Okay, yes. Yeah, so we talked about this But that was
1: after filming not yeah, But before. fine.
0: So but okay, we talked about this where he was happy to be bought out by Netflix because Netflix no. let him keep in scenes that the previous producers said would be too, too intellectual too intellectual for audiences. First I, of all. <laughs> I was sitting there the whole time, like where is the scene that's too intellectual for audiences? Where is that scene?
1: Is it the ending where you see that the not Kane and Natalie Portman's eyes are the same? Ooh. I mean, there, there was nothing in this movie where I'm like,
0: this was a highly intellectual movie. No, if you want a highly intellectual movie, go watch A Rival. Yeah. You know, not this. Again, this movie wasn't bad. Like, I feel no. like I'm just yeah. shitting on this movie. That's what it feels it's like. It's not a awful movie it's an I, okay film I definitely feel like and here okay here's a positive thing that I can that I can truly say about the movie is that yeah. it, it was not pandering no, right? no no it did not feel like it was just pandering to an audience yeah. or that it was trying to just do what everything else does or, yeah. or anything like that it wasn't a ripoff of anything it was unique and yeah. it it felt like it was trying to do something different but just ultimately, it fell short of what it was attempting to do.
1: Yeah, and there were quite a few moments in there where it's like, okay, they could have taken in, been like, we're pandering this, and then didn't. Yeah, which I I appreciate.
0: Again, the horror was completely lacking. Like yes. if, and that one shot of her getting yanked back through the uh, the doorway that was completely. Mm, generic bland every fucking horror movie um but yeah i can't say that this movie was pandering yeah it tried to do something
1: unique and just came up short yeah and for me it honestly feels that alex garland when writing the screenplay should have read a bit more lovecraft to really capture the feel
0: yeah i just yeah i don't know until i watch the movie again until i watch some special features on it it's it's really hard for me to say, and that's what's so frustrating. Like normally, I pride myself on being able to get really in depth in uh, into a discussion about a movie, even mm-hmm. the first time that I see it. I'm fully aware that my feelings may change on further screenings. Yep. But still, I pride myself on being able to pick up on a lot of these fucking things and talk about it the first time. Yeah. But this one. <sighs> I feel like there's not enough for me to grab onto to
1: discuss. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, we've been sitting here for hour and 15 minutes talking about it, but I I don't feel like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. feel like there's any, like, meat for me to really dig into and talk about. I'm just talking about, like, yeah, most of this stuff wasn't done as well as
1: it could have been. Yeah. that's That's sort of been me here where... I was like, I liked that piece of the score at the end, and now I remember that there really wasn't much elsewhere.
0: No, and yeah, that's Just, that's what's disappointing because I I really wanted to to add this to like a, a trilogy of of sci-fi movie where it's like yeah. you had Arrival, Blade Runner, and now uh, Annihilation. But mm-hmm. no, not really. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. the, I guess the trilogy is. Interstellar, Arrival, in Blade Runner. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I I was hoping to add Annihilation to that as like recent really good sci-fi, but it tried. Like that's the best I can say about it is it tried and it came up short.
1: Now watch, the Blu-ray is going to come out and there's going to be like 20, 30 minutes of deleted scenes on it.
0: <laughs> no, the Blu-ray comes out and the there, there's an extended cut that's four hours long. That's uh, fucking amazing. Yeah, if a only show we edition. If only we <laughs> were so lucky. Right. No, I but, I get the feeling this is the final version of the movie. There's not going to be a director's cut, especially because it's Netflix. Yeah. Netflix doesn't do director's cuts. So this is, I get the feeling this is the final version of no, this we movie. we get a Netflix cut. <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to see no, anything no. else from it. Um, Yeah. So
1: uh, I want to ask this. Mm-hmm. The critics gave it an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Do you... It has like a 7.9 on IMDb yeah. right now. The audience on Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 66%. Um, What do you think of that? Do you agree with the audience? Do you agree with the critics in between, lower, higher?
0: It's really difficult for me to say. I guess my default
1: position would be somewhere in between. Yeah. Because um, I think in between that, it's about, you know, if you're going between 86 and 66, it's about a 76. I would, I would say would it's think.
0: about a 70. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I okay, I have an entire rating system that I worked out that's very complicated. <laughs> so, I don't like to just give random numbers yeah. to things without like sort of checking my work on my own system. Well, we're I on guess, the but... spot, you're
1: not allowed to go off and do your little ratings <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Um I
0: again, I would hesitate giving it a score especially yeah. just on a first viewing, but I would say 70 better than average, yeah, but not good enough to propel it into greatness like Arrival. Mhm. It just sort of sits there as this little Nugget. thing. Yeah, <laughs> just this little movie that should have been better. Yeah. Is basically the score that I would give it.
1: That's so, a very apt rating.
0: That is annihilation. Yep. Go watch Arrival. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much what I say. Go watch Arrival. Go watch Blade Runner. Go watch Interstellar. Yeah. Yep. Um, This uh, Annihilation wasn't bad.
1: No. But I'd, it's-
0: I'd say, if anything,
1: when it comes out on Netflix, watch it.
0: Yeah, when it comes out on Netflix for free, give mm. it a watch. Well, but, for free, you know. Airports. Well, right, whatever. But when it comes out on Netflix, give it a watch. Don't expect it to be amazing or mind-blowing. Yeah. It's okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's much higher quality than the Netflix originals, though at least. Yeah,
0: it's it's better than most Netflix original stuff. It at least again
1: this is just distributed, but
0: right, uh, but it it felt like it had a voice behind it. Yeah, voice was not necessarily the best voice for it to have, but it had a voice that was specific to it. Yeah, that was not just Netflix uh, churn out as much shit
1: as we can. Yeah, but we'll have to see with the sequels yeah because netflix owns the rights to the sequels so from what i've from what i've read
0: yeah it was definitely a cut above your typical disney shit yes so go see it for that like support something that's not disney and support something that even if it didn't turn out to be amazing is
1: still worth watching and you know somebody cared about it so yeah
0: so go support that don't Fucking go see Black Panther! God damn it, Carson! You went and saw Black Panther. I'm sorry, I caved. You fucking went and saw Black Panther. Like,
1: I didn't pay for it. Oh so. my
0: god! The second I texted you and told you that it
1: pissed Francisco off, you text me back two hours later and you're like, "So I went and saw it." You—that's be- specifically because you told me it pissed Francisco off. Why? Wait for
0: it to be in a dollar theater. I couldn't help it, man. My fucking god. Go see Annihilation. Don't go see Black Panther. Go watch a movie that at least tried.
1: Yes. And there's probably some other movies coming up in this April that are worth seeing. Infinity War just got moved up. Don't go see it. Go see something that's releasing this April that's actually good.
0: Yeah, like, just don't go see the easiest fucking okay <laughs> take a chance like do you remember that used to be the thing with theaters because yep. you would see a bunch of movies you may not have even seen trailers for and you go oh well that one looks interesting let's take a chance and we'll go see that movie
1: mm-hmm.
0: people don't do that anymore people just go see oh what's the latest disney movie we'll go watch that you yep. go see something else you know spend spend your money on on something that you're not sure about, something that might challenge you. Mm-hmm. Don't just spend your money on
1: fucking colorful explosions. Yeah. <sighs> Even then they're not that colorful. No, the they're not. Movies. They're really flat. Ugh.
0: Anyway, that is annihilation. We're done here. Yay. Um I give uh, Go watch yeah. it. Maybe wait till it's
1: on Netflix, depending on your love for sci-fi. Yeah. Um, Though, uh, watching it on Netflix will support the film studios habit of selling off their movies to Netflix now. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's yeah. this is a
0: tough one to give a recommendation on, but yeah. All right. So <laughs> that's it. That's uh, what we got. Thanks for <laughs> listening. I hope you got something out of this rambling mess yeah, that just, I'm gonna have to edit together.
1: Yeah. We just needed to sort of do this and get Decompress. this. Out of here. Yeah.
0: So good night.
1: Night.